Hey everybody on Podcast Line, it's David coming at you with a brand new podcast. Well, we are in November 2023, the day before Thanksgiving. I want to say Happy Thanksgiving to all my followers out there and my listeners, and I pray a great blessing over you, just like the first Thanksgiving that happened here in America, and I pray that that kind of a thanksgiving would go along throughout the whole land and if you don't know the true meaning of this thanksgiving and why we celebrate it i pray that you would take some time and do a little research on your own of the american thanksgiving the first one not the propagandized one the one that you probably only heard about already not the stuff they teach you in school but the true one Look up William Bradford and the pilgrims that came across on the Mayflower. Their journey that that they were on, the perilous journey, and the the faithfulness that they had. They were separatists. They broke away from uh, the main church in England to find a place where they could worship God freely because they didn't believe they had to be beholden to that type of hierarchy hierarchy structure it's a hard word to say but where there's a leadership that controls everything you do even your worship with God and as my forefathers here in America that started the first Thanksgiving I have that same spirit in me the American spirit the freedom spirit that God put in me as the Holy Spirit that breaks away from anything that is controlling like that because that's bondage. That is not the intention that God had for you when he liberated you. When Jesus died on the cross, his whole intention was to free mankind from that organized religion, that that type of worship that people were in bondage. They were slaves to for thousands of years. And his plan was to bring freedom to all people And back to our subject of Thanksgiving, when William Bradford and the pilgrims finally made it here, after all their little perilous plights, when they finally sat down and had that that first meal with the Native Americans here in America, it roughly lasted about three days, and it wasn't like what we celebrate, but over the course of time, it has morphed into what we celebrate now, as the modern day Thanksgiving and the whole purpose of it is to bring people together especially if you have different beliefs to bring you together on common ground to break bread together and to remember what truth honesty striking deals with people on fairness to live together in a land and freedom for religion freedom for religion any religion you want because there's only one true religion and if you have that true religion people are going to see it but everybody has a right to worship any way they want anyone has a right to worship any god they want even though there's only one god every person has a right god gave everybody free will and he don't even overstep that and it's kind of funny to me how men and women even modern day 
believers and Christians that, you know, are indoctrinated to go around and try to force people to believe a certain way. You can't force anybody to do anything. And if God doesn't do it, we have no right to do that. And God doesn't give us that authority. There is nowhere in the Bible that you are supposed to force anybody. Now, I come to this podcast today. I've been putting out a few podcasts over the last few days, and I'm pretty excited about that because I'm starting to get inspired to where I can do it and healthy enough where I can do it again. It's been a long road, but I'm not complaining. I'm pretty excited because I'm, I'm blessed. I have been blessed for a long time. Even in my suffering, I'm blessed. You know, I look over my life, and as a Christian, you know, what God did for me and my family... Even though my family and I have made many mistakes along the way, even as a Christian, I look at my family, you know, my mom and dad. I don't have a mom and dad that are married anymore. And they both chose to get married again and, well, get divorced again too. And, you know, they've they've been married and divorced multiple times now. And as a child, as their child, I, I always pray for them and my dream was for them to always get back together and reconcile. But as I get older, I see that that was, that was not in their heart. And God would have always reconciled that if they would have been true to it. But they have their choices too. But in the midst of all that, I'm blessed because God gave me a family. Now I'm, I'm married for the first time. And I have a great family. I'm pretty excited about it, and I get to share with them the things that I learned as a kid with my family when my mom and dad were married together, because their relationships are their relationships I've learned, you know, and they got to have their life and do whatever they want, even if it's making mistakes, and they're all right to make that mistake, but we all have God, and God's with us, and the great thing is, is God forgives, and he restores And the reason why I say this is because my message is for all those that maybe come from a broken family, as I am, and I hate even saying that because it's, it feels like a big stain on, on my life. And it's something I didn't even do. I had no part of it. And, but I'm a recipient of it, just like my brothers and sister is. And now through their choices, sometimes we have to suffer and it feels like we are lacking, especially around holidays. Because my mom and dad can never sit down together. We can never have pictures together as a family. They don't like to talk about each other. And it's just really hard. And you hear people, you know, when they start a new life, they go on with their new life and they kind of forget about their old life. Well, as you get older, you, you still have that pain inside. You still think about that. But the greatness of God is he heals wounds over time and he binds them. And a lot of times people make mistakes and it's not your mistakes and you, you can't suffer for their mistakes even though the Satan would like you to. And that was his plan. His plan is to divide, conquer, destroy. Even when people don't see it. God's always been about restoration, forgiveness, and love. Even if you don't see that. Because when you look at people, I've looked at people that have been married multiple times. And if you look at the people that have been married multiple times, if they would have just exerted half the amount of pressure or stress that they're going through in their previous marriage after the divorce, 
or the one that they're currently in, and they applied that on the one that they threw away in the very beginning, they could have reconciled it. They could fix it. And that's just like any relationship in the church, any relationship in your life. And I'm just speaking out of experience, out of my own experience. And it is a truth, regardless of how people feel about it. And they're facts. Because if you've been married, let's say you were married to somebody and had family, you got divorced over whatever reason it is, and you get remarried again, the next marriage you get divorced at again, you can't tell me that that was any better than the previous one. And if you'd have taken all that pain and sorrow and went to prayer instead of rushing to get married with somebody, God could restore the first one if you're true true believers and you truly believe in God. But when you get remarried, then you're bro- that tie is broken. So I'm not saying that you have to go back to it. I'm not saying that's what my mom and dad are supposed to do. That's not what I'm saying. There's always a perfect way of doing something, and there's always a better way of doing stuff. You know, just like the woodworker, you know, there's the old-fashioned way of doing things, and then there's a modern way of doing things. There's always a better way of doing something, and God's way is always the best way. And reconciliation is the best way because people don't like to humble themselves and and feel that humiliation but if they don't do it if they don't reconcile and if they don't humble themselves then they force other people to do it for them for example if you're a mom or a dad that didn't reconcile your problems you're forcing all your issues on your kids to suffer that while you go on and live your life and you can say it's not that way that that is that way because the new person that you're with doesn't care doesn't care for your kids they might say it they don't care they they show you in their actions they've never apologized about the things they do they just go on with life and now I'm not saying every everyone's like that because there is good people out there there is good step parents out there there there's people that love that have the love of God in their heart but there's also the ones that are filled with evil and hate and I'm on this because It's a topic that needs to be spoken the day and age we're in because we're coming through so many broken families nowadays. And that's part of my ministry. I'm not hiding it no more. When I started in the church, my testimony was always about how I came from a broken family and how God restored, how God fixed. And my prayer for many years was that God would restore my family. That was my prayer. And I had to watch people throw my prayer aside and step on it and not even care about it. Even to this day, and even try to punish me for my prayer and my belief system. Because when God says he'll restore and God gives you those promises and you latch on the promises of God and then people start to say, you shouldn't be praying that way. You shouldn't be acting that way. You're wrong. Well, you have to take that up with God because God's not wrong. And God's will is never for a broken family. God's will is never for a broken person. That's the will of Satan. And I'm saying all this today because Thanksgiving is full of thankfulness and family. But if you don't have a family to get together with, you have the family of God by spirit. And if they're not in person, if you hang on long enough, God will do it. God will send you family. God will provide you a family. And God will make sure you have that part of thankfulness with other people that are thankful. He'll bring those kind of people together in your life. And he'll divide those out of your life that are not thankful 
One of the greatest things in my life is when God starts separating people that were hateful or unruly or unthankful or used you or had motives and agendas against you. It's one of the first Bible lessons God gave me as a new convert, a new Christian, was hidden motives and agendas. Remember the first time I heard those two words and started to study it. And another word that he put there with it was common, you know, like normal. What's normal mean? What's common? What's normal? Normal is like four sides, a window that's all equal on four sides. You have to compare it to one side to another. So if you're going to be in a society and walk around and say, this person's not normal, that's because you're comparing it to another side and if that side doesn't line up with the side you're comparing it to then in your mind it's not normal and many people have hidden agendas and motives when you come together and I've had thanksgivings like this where I've invited people into my house and and instead of being thankful they they would rather argue I've even had people storm out of my house during communion people that say they love you say they love God say they're all about forgiveness and all that stuff. But when the rubber meets the road, at the very act of communion, they can't even humble themselves because they have to have their words said. They have to be right. They don't listen to you. Even in your own home, they don't even humble or submit themselves. That's not right. But that's the life we're in. That's broken families. That's what I'm talking about to you out there today. I'm sharing my experiences to help you. Now, I know there's somebody out there right now listening to this. You have a broken family because that's what America is right now. It's a broken house. It's a broken family. There was an agenda by the government and by many institutions to break families up. A certain political class, that was part of their agenda for welfare reform. And they broke families up. And the sad thing is, as many Christians support that... And right now they've, take, they've turned their sights on the nuclear family, which is the Christian family, the nuclear family that there's a man and a woman, a husband and wife married with kids in a home celebrating holidays and doing religious things with Jesus. That's broken. And if you talk about that in any way, you're attacked, even by Christians. Like right now, I know there's people out there can't wait to attack me. And everything I'm saying is a fact and it's true. But the people that stand for truth can't even talk like this. They have to manipulate it. They have to change their point of view. They have to come from their point of view and say, yeah, but let's talk about reconciliation in a different way. What about that person that we brought in that, you know, they needed salvation too? Yeah, but having plan B is never the best plan. Plan A was the best plan. I've been trying to put this in my sermons and I'm going to be adding it to a few podcasts here eventually. But... There's a huge mistake in the church, in the modern day church right now. Huge mistake. And it's bothering me ever since the first time I heard it. And it's caused me to really do a deeper dive into it. But you always hear how Adam and Eve were in the garden and Adam was right next to Eve when she sinned. And that's the message. That's what Pentecostals preach across the pulpit. That's what you hear all around the place. And what that is, is to conform to this modern day movement, these modern day movements, the feminist movements, all those things that were to elevate other, other classes, the minority, minor class up higher and 
take down the hierarchy, which is the, the man. But that's wrong. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible is very clear in Timothy about what happened. It said that the woman was deceived, not the man. Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived. Now, that's all you need to know. Because if if the first person breaks the law, everything that comes after that didn't matter. Because whoever opened the door allowed it into the world. Of course Adam's going to be the next one. Why? Because there's no other person next to Eve. There is no one else. God tried to prevent Eve or Adam from ever opening the door because the next person would automatically fall into sin. It was not Adam's choice. It was no one's choice after the first one did it. It was open. The box was open. Sin entered the world through a woman. And what's interesting, and the Bible talks about this, is how woman was taken out of man. But God didn't stop there. He said, also, I'm going to do something even greater than that. I'm going to take woman from the man, and it's going to be a gift to the man. But then everyone after that's going to come from the woman. The man will come from the woman. It's an interesting cycle that God started there. Now, I know this is deep. You probably never heard stuff like this. But you don't get revelations by copying people or from reading Bible studies that other people wrote. You have to spend time in prayer. You have to spend time on your knees. You have to humble yourself and read the Bible to get revelations like this. And I'm not puffing myself up. But what I am telling you is there's a lot of false prophets out there. A lot of false teachers out there. They copy. They cheat. They, they steal ideas. And they condemn everybody else. They don't like nobody else's opinions. They don't like anybody else talking. But they can go around and copy everybody else. I was in churches, many many churches, that that's what they do on a Sunday. They they used to sit and copy sermons from other people. Or they'd bring them up and put them on on video on a Sunday morning put them up on the screen and let that preacher be the preacher for the day instead of having a live preacher instead of having somebody that was fresh off the press like God God has ready for every day he has somebody he has a man every day he has somebody with that word every day if you're Elijah thinking you're the only one he had to correct Elijah and say listen Elijah I think you you think you're the only one that knows but you're not and there's people that you don't even know. Nobody even knows. I have them waiting and ready. You'll, you'll never meet them. They're mine. Don't worry about it because this is my agenda. It's not your agenda, Elijah. Just like maybe you're listening to me. Just because you're in ministry, just because you're helping the Lord doesn't mean it's your ministry. doesn't mean it's anything that God needs you for. He has many people ready to go. It's a, it's a humbling thing to be working for the Lord. And if you haven't learned to humble yourself, and you'll know the people that humble themselves because they'll do everything in their life to get their own life straight. They'll be working on their own life. They'll go into the prayer closet and work on their own prayer life. They'll go into their own house and work on their own house. They'll clean up their own house first. And by what they've done in their own house and their own experiences, God will use. But we don't live in that generation right now. We live in a throwaway society Throw away families. It doesn't matter. You can throw your family away, walk away, and it doesn't matter. You can't even display your pictures of your mom and dad if they're broken up. You can't display them. That's that's something offensive. Who's that offensive to? The new one you brought in. Somebody that was brought into the family, not because of the family. 
you know, um, there's, there's, there's a lot of families out there that are dysfunctional. I come from a dysfunctional family. And the only thing that causes my family to have any kind of function is Jesus, including myself. I'm a dysfunctional person, very dysfunctional. My flesh is flesh. But the only thing good in me, there is no good thing in me except Jesus. And that's for my family too. And I give my family's testimony all the time. I've given my dad's testimony all the time. I've given my mom's testimony all the time. I've talked about my brother, the first person that I've seen get the Holy Spirit in my family. I've seen, you know, my sister go through things. I've talked about my family. And now my family that I'm in now, the family that God gave me, my wife and children, I see my wife and her life and what she does and how she works, you know, the walk that she walks. When nobody sees and what she goes through and how she she keeps her hand to the plow, even though people attack her. My wife gets attacked all the time from hypocrites, from people that might look at her, her post and say, oh, you didn't spell this right. You didn't say this right. You didn't do this right. And miss the whole purpose of a thing. Not even, and that just shows the immaturity of some people. Some people just are very immature. But some people are very devious. And that's why I'm talking the way I am about stepmothers and stepfathers because there's an intent sometimes that people have to be destructive and a family has power that's why it's attacked children in a family have a lot of power that's why they're attacked why because they're the next generation that new love is not the next generation that's just that's just to fix your 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 feelings and your emotions that's a selfish thing that's not something for the family Family is something that you've built over a long period of time. You've suffered together. You've cried together. You've won victories together. Them are your family. Their blood flows. The same blood that's in your your veins flows through their veins. And it's funny how fast people cast that off nowadays. But my message is Thanksgiving today. Because God will restore that one day for you. Just like he will for me. He's already done it for me. He's given me a beautiful family. I'm so thankful. And that's why I want to encourage somebody today. You might come from a very broken family. You might come from um, a mom or a dad that is no longer here on the earth. You might come from aunts and uncles that are no longer here that never got to see your transformation. I've had to go through that. But you've also can have like what I had where I've seen family members that were transformed by the power of God. And been able to baptize them. Been able to put them down in Jesus' name and pray for them to get the Holy Ghost. I've been able to be part of that with my dad. I've been part of that with my mom. The sad thing, it wasn't together. You know, sometimes we got to do things together. But the sad thing is a family weren't able to do that. And be able to sit in the same house at the end of the night and talk about things. Or miss out on so much childhood stuff. But where we lack on this earth, God will restore it to you. What has been taken from you, and it has been taken by Satan, God will restore it. God will restore it to me. God will restore it to you. We only have to suffer for a little while longer down here on earth. But I want you to focus on this Thanksgiving for being truly thankful. Really read up on William Bradford, because that's what it's about, not the turkey. Not about racism and division. It's about unity. It's about a family. A family that wanted to find a religious freedom from tyranny. 
and to find new people to become acquainted with and to strike deals with. Not wars, but unity. And reconciliation is never a good, easy thing to talk about. How do you think the Jews feel when you start talking to them having to reconcile with Jesus? If you think a husband and wife has a hard time getting together after being divorced, how would you like to be the Jewish people that after you killed the Messiah, you spit on them, you crucified them, you, you humiliated them over thousands of years to find out that he came with love. He was the greatest family member you ever had. You kicked him down the road. You didn't care about him. And his whole walk was to help you, to be part of you, to be with you. God's going to restore that. God's going to restore that. And it's only a little bit more time. And the earth, the pain that we're suffering, the groaning and travailing like Romans talks about, the whole earth and all of creation is groaning together for that day of redemption. And it's coming. That day is coming where God will reconcile. But in the meantime, he's given us things like this Thanksgiving to be thankful for. In 2023, we have a lot to be thankful for. The truth that God has put inside me, the the clarity and vision, the clarity to see what's going on in the world, the clarity to see what's going on in my family, the clarity to see what's going on in the church, the clarity to see what's going on in God's word. And anything that's not clarified yet, God has taught me to bend my knee and go into my prayer closet to rely on him. He's taught me how to pray through the Lord's prayer. That way it's not my prayer, but it's his prayer. It's relying on him, not myself, humbling myself, not being puffed up. There's a time and a place for everything, just like Solomon taught us. There's a time when you're going to be on the mountain, and I was there. There's going to be a time when you're going to minister in, in easy, easy places. I was there. There's going to be times when you minister in different parts of the world and travel to different parts of the world and minister to people that don't even speak your language. I was there. But then there's the time of darkness, pain, sickness, suffering, loneliness, division, even when family turns against family. And I've been there. And through it all, no matter what, I'm like Paul. I've learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. Whatever it is, I've learned to trust on the Lord. Whether I'm on the mountain or whether I'm in the valley, whether I'm up high or down low, whether I have a voice or my voice has been taken from me and I've been there, I'm thankful. And I hope you're thankful today. In this Thanksgiving message, I want to say Happy Thanksgiving to you and to your family. And God will restore he will repay everything that the canker worm and that the rust and that the moth and that this world has destroyed and other evil people because that's what usually happens. Evil people come into a family and they destroy it. And that's what happened to my family many times. People with hidden agendas and motives came into my family and under the guise of goodness and happiness and even used God's word. There's people that even came in and used the word of God only to be found out. So I'm telling you to keep your head up. Whoever you are out there, God bless. Hey, happy Thanksgiving out there to you all from the Sanctified Life Ministries. 
And my message today is to you, even if you have a broken family or you come from a broken family, and I'm going to talk about a little bit of things in my life and what I went through and how God has pulled me through and the things that he's given me to be thankful for. And I want to share that with you and give you hope. God's going to restore you and your family one day, and you're going to have lots to be thankful for. But until then, be thankful. In Jesus' name we say, be thankful. God bless. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving this 2023 and many more to come. And God's going to give you great joy in the future. God bless. Thank you.